Our world is dying, politicians are lying And just when you feel like crying Sit and have a listen to people who have shit themselves Hi, I'm Claudia. I'm Evie, and we're the hosts of The Poodcast, a podcast where we tell stories about people pooing themselves. Um, I've done it. Have you done it, Claudia? You know I've done it. You know that. We've, we have heard. Um, the Poodcast is also a podcast that will focus on the issues surrounding bowel and bladder conditions such as IBS, Crohn's, colitis, celiac disease, cystitis, urinary incontinence, and plenty more. And here at The Poodcast, we like to try and find the funny in all we do. It gives us a... A release, you might say. It does. And so we try and share funny stories where people have either pooed themselves or, in fact, wet themselves. And we are learning that there are a lot of stories out there. There there are. um, The regular listeners will know that at the end of each show, we have something called The Turd Tales, where we read out your stories, the listeners, or perhaps tell some of our own. Um, and we'd like to sort of set up a special segment for people who have wet themselves. And we're we're currently working on on names but we're thinking something along the lines of bladder badinage or bladinage i think it's absolute genius mate so if you've got any turd tales or bladinage p- please do let us know because we'd, we'd love to hear about them and following our passion to break the stigmas around bowel conditions and just talking about poo in general we decided to dedicate this episode to finding out some facts and figures about poo by the end of the episode we are hoping we will be uh poo professors or dung detectives or fecal philanthropists i could keep going please <laughs> Ex- vators of the excrement oh i love that was, that. that was just straight off the cuff that was oh i like that a lot oh. well hopefully we'll be all those things and more we've got plenty to talk about today and hopefully you'll learn something new about your poo Woo-hoo. just the poo of us you and i so, Claudia, it's not been so long since I last saw you. Uh, in the meantime, how has your tum been and how's your bum been? Do you know what? I feel like I've actually had quite a good week. I feel like it's the summer diet actually suits my tum. You know, you end up having like a lot more salads or a lot less heavy foods in mm. the summer. So I feel like that has been helping my tum. And so, sort of less gravy based. Yeah. Oh, my. Not that I like half gravy on the regs, but... Yeah, but in the winter, like any meal is basically better with with a bit gravy do you feel like that yeah but i'm northern so yeah fair i don't know what the the southern equivalent is caviar (laughs) (laughs) so literally i've just got a whole shelf dedicated to caviar and you know crystal wear anyway you have that all year round that's not seasonal yeah to be fair that's just who i am um and so yeah and my bum is but it's been all right i have had like a slight nervousness about the fact that i'm worried my boyfriend's He's on a lot of conference calls in a minute and I'm worried that they can hear me. That that has made it a bit of a nervous situation. They might be into the into the podcast. Maybe actually though, that's what they're all just doing. He's just dials in Japan and they all just sit there and listen to me on and, the toilet. Oh god, I bet they'd love it. But if 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 um sorry, if somebody is a like fan of the podcast, you know how you've got like things like Beliebers or ah. Lesbians for Lizzo. What do you have if you're a listener of the podcast? Um a poody, like like you know, people who love food are foodies. Oh, a poody, a poody. Oh, I like that a lot. Maybe it'll be that one. Oh, like hashtag. Let's get it trending. <laughs> Come on, guys, let let's get those millions in. Um, <laughs> We've seen the stats. There's twelve of you. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, and I feel like 
it's it's the summer holidays now for me um i work in a primary school i work in an autism unit um within a, a mainstream primary school and so i often do have to help children go to the toilet which is fine there are some ups and downs but often we just we just sing while we do it and i really oh. enjoy that wheels on the bus is a real popular one um so i haven't had to deal with as much poop in my life this week in general, to be honest. Do you sing to them, stop what you're doing and let's talk about pooing? Oh, I really don't. <laughs> stop what you're doing and finish your pooing. So I can go home. There was actually, when I used to work at this this nursery that was run by Satan, um, there was these two little three-year-olds in the toilet, these two little girls, and they weren't coming out. They literally were in there for so long and I kept calling them saying, it's time for lunch, you need to come out now. And I went in. And the two of them were just sat on these like little potties, like kind of gabbing away, having a little chit chat. And one of them looked at me and they went, excuse me, we're trying to have a relaxing poo. <laughs> it's a fair point. And they'd literally gone in there just to have a bit of a gabble and a poo. And I thought, oh, I wish I did that with my friends. Actually, no, I don't. I completely take that back. I don't want to poo with my friends. I think we should fucking start trying to normalise that. Let's normalise pooing with pals. The only I'm time I've ever pooed with a pal is when I went to Reading Festival when I was 17. Mm. Um, and me and my friend went to go to quickly do a wee behind the bushes. And, and it turned I, out to be something more. I, <laughs> well, it did. I just, I remember going, oh no, oh no, leave, leave. And she was like, I can't, I'm weeing. And I was like, it's happening. <laughs> it's, hap- it's like in Bridesmaids when she's like, it's happening. It's happening, you're shitting in the street. In the street. <laughs> what about you? How's your bum and tumbling? Well, interesting what you're saying about not having to deal with children's poo. I am also um, in the business of childcare. Yeah. Like paramour, but not misery. I'm in the business of childcare. <laughs> I'm Do you in the business of childcare. Let's take it from the dumb. Yeah. Oh, um, a lot of the time I look after literally, literally, these little babies who are obviously not yet continent. Yeah. Wait, if you're incontinent, does that make it continent? Surely. I don't, yeah, but then that just... I've never heard somebody go, yeah. though, I'm continent. <laughs> we need to find that out. We need to find that because out. Because I probably... It's something that I would like to tell people. Oh, just to let you know today, I've been continent. I'm continent. Yo, I'm continent. Well, you're not continent all the time. That's clearly, fine. Clearly not. That was the absolute problem, wasn't I it? I think in, in continents, you know, we need to talk about that more. I mean, obviously we know that. We're doing a podcast. We'll work but, it out. Um, so I have to deal with a lot of, like, nappies, poo and potty training. And... There's a little girl that I look after on the regs and I've looked after her since she's about six months old. And so obviously with that has come, you know, poo on the lap, poo in my hands. She wants, (laughs) she's got like a little woody toy from Toy Story and like just before Christmas, out of nowhere she went, at that point I think she was two and a half, she was like, "Uh, Evie, why why does Woody have poo on his hat? (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, I fucking wonder why. I wonder who that could be down to. And she, like, asked it as if she'd, like, never seen it before. Like, it was nothing to do with her. So I have to deal with that quite a lot. And she... We were in a cafe once when she was just starting to potty train. And I left her at the table and I went up to the counter to get her an apple juice. And I, But I could see the table from the counter. It's not like I went far away. I just wanted to keep an eye on her. And she was just potty training. And she obviously just couldn't be bothered to say that she needed the toilet she needed to be. So lazy. So I saw her sit down, squatting on the floor and her pissing on the cafe floor. And I was like, oh, 
holy Jesus, what's happening? So I went over after I'd got the apple juice. I was halfway through the purchase. I was like, well, it's So happened. you were getting something for her as well. I was, and that's I was how she her. paid you back. She paid me back by, like, peeing on the floor. Selfish. So I went over to the table and I was like, um, I won't say her name. Let's call her Li- Lily. I went, um, Lily, what, what do you, what are you doing? What's happened? And she was like, what? And I was like, have you, have you just weed on the floor? And then she looked at the puddle on the floor and like, it's, I'd give her a fucking Oscar. She looked as if she'd never seen it before. She looked up to the ceiling and she went, oh, oh, I think it must've been raining. And I was like, no. I have just watched you piss on the floor. <laughs> and like, when I'm like, when she's lying that confidently and she's that manipulative already, I'm like, oh my God, where is this going? But there's almost like a sense of, I'm kind of more proud of her that she lied, that she that she maybe was trying to cover her tracks. She wasn't just being like, yeah, you deal with it. Um, when I was a child, actually, um, I had, I've got an older brother and we had a lot of sort of games focused around poo and wee. It was sort of a bit of a, a focus of ours. And we used to have a, a special song that we sung. He's, he's three years older than I am. So he would sort of lead the song. And I believe this might have started uh, on a holiday in France when we were at the beach quite a lot and we were allowed to, to wee in the sea. I think I, that's how this begun. Yeah, I feel like weeing in the sea is not an ish. Well, no, it's oh, not. No, here we go. But no, no, we didn't do anything about it. It's just a song that we used to make up and then like sing a lot. But my brother, he would go, where do we wee? No, where do we wee? And I'd reply, in the sea. And he'd go, where do we poo? In the loo. Where do we fart? In the cart. And then that was just it. I mean, but that was a song... And then it also became wee wee in the sea, wee poo in the loo, we fart in the cart all day. And it just is that a lot. Isn't it funny the joy these things can bring as children? It, it, it's it, it's just so simple and silly. I remember like the word fart or this noise. That was just hilarious. See, we weren't allowed to say fart. Oh, what would you, would you have to say instead? Fluff? <laughs> no, a pop off. A pop off? Yeah. That's so funny, isn't it? What funny people like, parents who make Who just up? did a pop-off? Like, it, What's wrong with fart? My mum didn't like that word. She also didn't like belly. So you had to say tummy. You can't say tummy and you can't say fart. Yeah, but belly's a horrible but word. But even right now, when you just said fart, it mm. made me like be a bit like, mm. don't say that. Because it, it's just so ingrained in me. I, I really don't like the word fart. We wee in the sea and poo in the loo. So, the focus of our episode is going to be finding out all fun facts and figures around poo, because we want to get people talking about poop. We like talking about it, don't we? We really, really do, and as it's just the poo of us today, and we've spoken about our various ailments, we thought, you know, let's make some fun out of this, and fun for all the family, games you can play at home and recreate at Christmas. Exactly. So our first little snippet we have is all about poo on film so i was trying to think about my favorite kind of moments either on film or tv that involved poo so the films that came to mind for me i don't know if any come to mind off the top of your head but obviously straight away bridesmaids Bridesmaids. the most sensational scene where they're they have food poisoning from going to the dodgy chicken restaurant and then they're going to try on the wedding dresses Amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's that dress. dress so pretty. It makes my stomach hurt. <laughs> well, Anne, 
I don't, I don't know what to say. You look... Megan, <laughs> are you okay? Oh. Uh, oh. I think my... My dress was probably just tight. Oh, my God. You got food poisoning from that restaurant, didn't you? No, I had the same thing that she had, and I, I hope you're fine. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Oh, no. What is this happening? Nothing's happening. Oh, my God. <sighs> you know, I don't really care which dress we get. It doesn't matter to me. I just need to get off this white carpet. No, okay. Oh no, not the bathroom. Oh Everybody, go outside. I'm serious. There's a bathroom across the street. <laughs> I just think it's wonderful, the pristine shop. And also because you've got, like, all these amazing women who have these brilliant comedic minds and yet they've come together to make this wonderful poop scene and it still seems brilliant. That scene is is really, really refreshing and the way in which it portrays women in that scene, every there's not a line wasted. And it's not just, like, women shitting themselves for the sake of it. It's a really, really interesting um situation that they're all in this like amazing ridiculously expensive sort of boutique wedding dress shop and that kind of like takes the piss out of that in a way yeah and when she's eating the almond she's like yeah that's it i was just hungry it's just so it's just the dichotomy of of these really like pristine and obviously um rose burns character as well uh, and then just uh, melissa mccarthy just shitting into a sink it's just wonderful i can't think of any other female-led films that, or any female characters in films that have poop scenes. No. I so actually can't. Are we going to start a um, petition? Well, if anybody else can think of some, please do email us in because I actually, none other come to mind. And maybe that's why, part of the reason why we, one, that bridesmaid scene is so iconic, but two, that we're also scared of talking about it because when you look to screen, that's where you find things that you think are normal in life. And if there's no one doing it, you'll think there's no one poo in it. Yeah, exa- exactly. And that did also sort of come to mind when we were um, interviewing Moeed the other day. And I thought, God, I've never seen a stoma bag on any character in a film Not ever. once. Not once. You know, that would be pretty groundbreaking. Which also then, I found this then quite um, unusual, that there is a episode of Only Fools and Horses where Del Boy gets diagnosed with IBS. Really? Yeah. He's having, like, tummy problems, stomach aches, and he goes to the doctors and finds out that, yeah, he, he gets diagnosed with IBS, which, again, is quite unusual anyway because, as we found, that men don't... It's not as common in men, especially not older men. But I love that. And apparently he was then very cross because then he has to watch what he's eating in, in a classic Del Boy fashion. But that, to me, was interesting, which, you know, obviously then led to the mass campaign of the name change, Only Stools and Horses. <laughs> I'm not sure it took off, but we should really keep keep protesting that. <laughs> I feel really mean about this because our producer was just scribbling down notes and showed us a note that says Only Stools and Horses and we just shoehorned it in. No, I've just taken it. No, it was my brilliant brain. <laughs> and then another thing that I found, because there are not many films that talk about bowel conditions. Like I remember we spoke about um, Along Came Polly briefly on another episode. Yeah, and that is done in a bit of a like, piss-takey way. Exactly. Which is fair enough, but... But an amazing fun fact I found when looking for poop on screen was that Crohn's disease inspired one of the most iconic scenes in the movie... Alien. 
Wow. Right. Oh. So Dan O'Bannon, who is the screenwriter of Alien, he had Crohn's disease and said that the digestion process felt like something was bubbling up inside him and it was struggling to get out, which led to the idea for one of these, one of the most iconic scenes in, in Alien. In the, film. In film, where the alien punches its way out of John Hurt's chest during dinner. <sighs> and that was inspired by that feeling that something was literally trying to break out of break out of you that your digestion system is essentially against you and is having this battle inside your stomach and then it inspired that scene in alien that is absolutely fascinating claudia right i love that you're welcome and then obviously you have the more kind of comedic side so there's the classic you know american pie when um stifler gets revenge on finch puts laxative in his Mm. drinks oh yeah and like that happens in um uh, Mr Bean as well and I watched it at the cinema I think when I was four or five and I had to leave because I found the laxatives too scary it, <laughs> what about it did you find scary the fact that he like was ba- I basically perceived it as oh my Jesus he's been drugged the man's been drugged A need to call the police B he was then like rushing around to the toilet and I, it was quite I think it was set at night it was quite dark and I was there with a friend's mum not my mum so I found that quite scary in itself that I was at the cinema with somebody I didn't know that that well and I said I was too scared and I had to I had to leave the cinema and I'm pretty sure even though I was only little I think I sat outside the cinema on my own on your own yeah but I was so scared of Mr Bean getting spiked with laxatives also just as a side note on poop on screen I have to talk about it's not poop on screen but it's uh bodily functions on screen and i just have to mention this because it is one of the best things i've seen in a really long time so um body form have out this new advert called womb stories have you seen it no oh my god it's beautiful i don't know how because it's quite long i wonder actually how much it's coming up on tv or whether it's more of a thing that you find online um but it's kind of like this beautiful short film that explains essentially what the female body goes through or can do and it there is kind of no topic not covered it like looks at um the taboos around menstruation infertility miscarriages um endometriosis oh that's nasty isn't it but it's so beautifully done all of my friends that have watched it all of us came away afterwards being like our bodies are incredible and this should not be something that we are ever worried about talking about because and, and also we should stop putting so much pressure on our bodies to look a certain way because actually what they're doing every day is quite short of phenomenal. So I would really recommend everybody to check out that advert because I feel like it will make you think differently if you're ever worried about talking about periods or infertility or things like that, that actually what your body is going through is perfectly natural and, and pretty impressive as well. Yeah, I completely agree. That's wonderful. Thank you so much, Claudia, for that recommendation. You're welcome. Uh, different tack... We're now going to play poo or false. Poo or false? Poo or false. Uh, Pretty much does what it says on the tin. Uh, I'm going to give you some facts, or are they? And you've got to tell me if you think they're poo or false. Oh my God, I'm excited. Okay, so, okay, number one. Your poo is about 50% water. Poo or false? 50% water. I'm... Poo. It's false. Uh-huh. Our poo is actually about 75% water. The other 25% is solid matter, like dead bacteria, indigestible foods, like sweet corn skin, that's where uh-huh. we can see it in our poo, uh, fats and protein. 
Oh my god! No, it's fascinating. So that's why it's so dangerous when you have di- diarrhea. That's why you have to stay so hydrated because you're losing so much water. And you can get those hydration um, sachets. Diarrhoeite. Yeah. Okay, number two. We are all pooing incorrectly when we sit on the toilet. Poo or false? How can? How could that be? We're all pooing incorrectly. Yeah. When we sit on the toilet. Yes. False. It's poo. What? Based on scientific studies, the most efficient way of pooing is by squatting and not by sitting. There is even a product that's called the Squatty Potty uh, to help you achieve the optimum position. Is that why when people have really bad cramps and they just need to, like, fart? That's why when people literally kind of go into, like, kneeling on all fours and, and, yeah, yeah. And, and push it out? Yes, apparently the best way to help you but, you're massaging your bowels internally by sort of squatting. But there's no way that we could make that work as a as a society. Well, I to, think what you'd literally have like a like a you know those kind of um those whack-a-moles, those holes you get on the wall. Like would it be like that on the back wall and you just pick one and like that's suitable for your height and <laughs> squat and try and get it in that hole? Well, like how would it work? I think in some cultures, I don't know, I think more sort of East Asia, they have uh, in some toilets, it's more of a sort of hole in the ground that you squat over. So they have like a pole which you hold onto and squat down so your knees are kind of up by your ears. I'm going to put it out there to anybody that's like me that is really bad at squatting that this would never work. Like I... Whenever I've tried to, like, you know, go for a wee in the bushes at a festival or something like that, it's always gone on my shoes. Oh, God, I can't yeah, I no do it. I can't. I have no aim. I My squatting in general is just appalling. Like, I've got really bad knees. I'm really, like, my hips just don't go out very... Like, I How just am not made you? for this. Well, I clearly, <laughs> <laughs> like, 92. Like, I'm just not made for this. I just want to reach out to anybody else that finds squatting really difficult you're not alone number three the fact our poo looks and smells disgusting is down to evolution poo or false poo you're correct yes it's poo our aversion to feces is developed as a biological function so we avoid disease and infection so we don't like pick up the poo and play with it and eat it most of all time but we've been, we've um, evolved to find poo repulsive. Oh my god, yay us! Number four, Elon Musk has outlined plans to turn babies' nappies into spacesuits. What? Why would you do that? Poo or false? <laughs> false. Yes, of course. <laughs> I obviously just fucking made that up. <laughs> <laughs> that you like considered that. I will just because it sounds like the kind of thing you might do. Number five, the UK has launched its first poo bus, a bus run by human waste. I hope that's poo. It is poo. Yes. In 2014, uh, Bristol launched its first bio bus, which is powered solely by human waste. One tank is made up from about five people's waste. Isn't that amazing? It's phenomenal. What a great way of, you know, reusing, recycling. Just keep on going round and round. Just keep on pooing. Just the poo of us. I've got a kind of little segment now I'm going to call Poo's Night or BB Wee Extra. I love that. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Poo's Night. So... Many <laughs> is that not how Newsflint is talk at the beginning? I'm Claudia Campbell, and this is Pooh's Night. So, 
many of the stories I found when looking for poo in the news um, was about a lot of people defecating on people's lawns or there was a guy that did it on the bus. It was a real kind of like poo done it scenario of people looking for these criminals. I'm not going to go down that route because I don't condone that. I think it's pretty horrific. It's not funny. It's really not funny and it is actually just horrible. So so we're not going to go, although there were many stories like that in the news, like many. I've picked out some of my favourites. So (laughs) there is a woman called uh, Mary Winchenbuck in Maine. Is this something you've made up? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's call her Mary Mary Winchenbuck. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she lives in Maine and she went viral in 2018 for using moose poop to make fancy fecal artwork. Ooh, Mary. Right? So this includes stuff like decorations, toys, home goods, that kind of thing. Her company is called Turdy Works. Ooh. And importantly, it's spelled with an I, not a U, in mm. Turdy. Because she thinks, Mary said this, that the dictionary is in fact wrong. And turd rhymes with bird, therefore it should be with an I, not okay. a U. Yeah. I understand where she's coming from. Enough. So Not how it's spelled, Mary. Well, yeah. it's not how it's spelled, Mary Winchenbach. <laughs> But we'll go with it. It's her brand. Um, so some of the products that Mary makes, so these usually kind of average for around $5, um, include things like a cuckoo clock, which is actually a, a poo-poo clock. <laughs> oh and when God. you read the time, <laughs> you have to read it as one turdy, two, two turdy. <laughs> um, so that's a fun one. Or there's another, one of her favourites seems to be uh, things called fecal people, which is essentially a plank of wood and dangling from it a little um, people that she's made out of different um, moose poops. That's a cute one. Um, she's got turd earrings called deerings. Is her business successful? Um, well, this is the thing. So Mary is one of the most fascinating people that I've ever watched on on a little YouTube clip. And clearly the rest of the world thought the same because Mm. she then got given her own TV show. Mary? And the TV show is called Turdy Works and it follows Mary and her family and the residents of Somerville in Maine. Follows them around. It's kind of like similar oddball kind of small town um, characters like things like Schitt's Creek or Parks and Recreation, which are two of my favourite brands of all time. So I am here for this. And Mary says right at the beginning that I think the moose is my spirit animal because I just think about shit all the time. Oh, I like she says, a lot. no turds are ever the same. No two turds are ever the same. So her business will continue to evolve. So, um, oh, I love her. big up, Mary. Um, well done, Mary. <laughs> Mary, Thanks, Mary. Mary Winchenbach. <laughs> story number two is a story that I feel like lots of people already know about, but it has okay. to be spoken of. It's the famous Bristol Tinder date. Oh, my God, my favourite news story, I think, of the year. So the headline read on the BBC was, a woman who threw her poo out of her date's toilet window because it would not flush had to be rescued after she got stuck trying to retrieve it. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know this story, two young'uns in Bristol meet for a Tinder date and they go back to the guy's uh, shared house after they've had such a nice evening together. And the girl goes upstairs to the toilet, she does a poo, Poo won't flush. I mean, that in itself, horror Just horrendous. So (laughs) I would not, though, have gone to where she then goes. Oh, not a chance. I think, if anything, do you know what I... If if I'm trying to picture what I would do, I think I would just put loads of toilet paper and just go downstairs and say, I'm so sorry, your toilet's not flushing. Um, I'll 
I'll leave that. No, I wouldn't say I'd leave that with you. That's horrible. But I, I, I don't think I would have chosen to do what she does next. No, I mean, this is where she, up until this point, she can live shame free. Sure. What happens next? Not we'll her destroy her. <laughs> so she tries to throw the poo out of the window. Um, but it gets wedged <laughs> in between these two non-opening double glazed windows. Oh, Jesus So Christ. now the poo be stuck. Like between two panels of glass. Yeah. So it's like some sort of horrible art exhibition of a <laughs> shit. Which I'm sure there are many of. She wanted to give Mary She should call. go call Mary. <laughs> Mary would get her $5 for it. Um, and make some nice deerings. Um, <laughs> and so she then, obviously not wanting to leave the offending present there she then um tries to climb out to uh to get the poo with the plastic bag but then gets herself stuck so she is now hanging out of the window apparently she does actually manage to get the poo in the bag she passes it back behind her to this guy who has now come up and knows about everything that's going on oh god oh god so he passes she passes back the bag he then yeah he then gets rid of it however she, she can't get out but she can't get out so they now have to call the fire brigade who apparently took some time to compose themselves <laughs> before they were able to go about essentially destroying the window. And because of this, the young guy was then given a fat window bill, oh, God. which was something like 300 quid, which he couldn't afford to pay. So the, these two young lovers, although I'm not sure if they ever made it that far to becoming lovers, no. I doubt it. It's a shame, though. What a story of like, your first date. Right. So the two of them set up a crowdfunding page... <laughs> to get this money for him to to replace the window. But the target was 200 quid, which I'm guessing maybe he was expecting her to pay the other 100. I'm intrigued why the target wasn't 300 quid. But anyway, the target was 200 quid. But they raised 1,200 pounds. So they then split the remainder of the money between two charities, one that supports firefighters and another that creates flushing toilets in developing countries. They sound like wonderful people. If I was a student, I would have kept the cash i mean absolute babes <laughs> well done we actually do have a short clip of the guy who seems really lovely um chatting about what happened shall we shall we play this now let's play the clip now ever had a date that ended like this so we had a lovely meal out and um, we decided that we'd like to continue on back at my place so we got a bottle of wine and went back to my house to watch a documentary she went to the toilet, uh, unfortunately it wouldn't flush and she decided to throw it out the window. Uh, now my house is a bit quirky, uh, the bathroom window doesn't actually open out to the outside garden, it opens out into a little air gap and there's a, a double glazed window between that and the outside garden. Uh, so unfortunately her business got stuck in the air gap between the two windows. She was reaching into the window with a plastic bag over her hand to try and reach the poo out of the window. Um, now she couldn't quite reach, obviously it's quite a deep window, um, so she basically put her head and her shoulders in through into the window. She was then upside down in the window. She did manage to grab the clue in the plastic bag. She passed it out to me. I put it back in the toilet. That was all fine. Fortunately, at that moment, she asked me to help her get out and she was stuck. She actually, she was a lot calmer than me. She was a, a lot more cool, calm and collected than I was. So it says the firefighters had to be called. We did actually finish the, finish the bottle of wine and decide to call it a night there. The window's going to cost probably 300, 400 pounds, which just isn't money that I have available to me. Um, so one of my friends actually suggested that we should set up a GoFundMe page. Uh, well, I'm really busy with my dissertation at the moment, but, you know, as to what the future holds, I don't know. She was certainly a very, very nice girl. He seems like such a nice guy. I think I saw him being interviewed on This Morning. He just came across such a lovely... Well, I mean, there are so many people I've met that if I'd done that on a first date with them, they probably would have 
have me arrested. Well, they something. probably just would have left you hanging in the window, invited all their mates around and played <laughs> that game of kind of, you know, buckaroo. Have you ever got that when you've got a drunk friend and they're kind of passed out on the floor and you're all trying to put stuff on them and see if they'll wake up. And by this point, you've got like a vase, a hanging plant, <laughs> like knives and forks, and they're just still just lying there dead to the world. No, just my family. <laughs> it, that, that was also my family, not my friends. <laughs> yeah. Done to my very drunken auntie. So one of my favourite stories I read about online featured one of my icons, I think is safe to say, Jamila Jamil, um, who <laughs> revealed that she broke the toilet at her The Good Place audition. Have you watched The Good Place? Oh, have I watched The Good Place? It's... I, whenever, whatever mood I'm in, it, The Good Place goes on. So sensational. People tell me I look like Kristen Bell. I've told you you look like Kristen Bell. I, I have a jumper that looks exactly like one she wears for most of season two. So sometimes I put it on and I just do an American accent I pretend I'm Kristen Bell you do I'm really jealous I don't look like any celebrity as in like nobody's like if they've ever said one to me it's like oh you look like that little cranky guy or one of the trolls yeah from trolls or like a cabbage patch kid <laughs> you're beautiful Thanks. we'll find you somebody that you look like Thank- if, if you want to email in and tell me um that I look like a very beautiful celebrity I'd really appreciate that <laughs> Anyway, so um, Jamila Jamil, uh, she revealed in this interview on the So Many White Guys podcast um, that she was at her audition and she needed to do a nervous poo. As an actor, I can fully relate to this. Oh, yeah. Those nervous poos, although I would always say minor phantom nervous poos, they don't actually ever happen. They never show up. No, they just, they just, they just psych me out. But then they actually never come. You should pitch that to Andrew Lloyd Webber. Phantom of the toilet. <laughs> Phantom of the anal gland. Um, so she's gone to use this toilet, which is shared by all the other actresses and the casting director. Oh, no. Which you don't want that to be kind of the main asset that the casting director sees of you. No. So she goes and does her nervous poo in the toilet, goes to flush it, and the flush comes off in her hands. So she says it that she considered. <gasps> oh move, no! She considered moving back to England, but then managed to fiddle with this, that kind of metal rod. Yeah, yeah. Sticks, and that managed to flush. But then she had another story where she had a full-on bowel attack in public in the middle of LA, um, and she had to hide in between two cars, wait for it to get dark, what? then completely strip of everything she was wearing and run home naked. For- Oh, that can't have been the only option available to her. I can't, Apparently, what? well, because she was so covered, she said she couldn't just walk around in the clothes, and she oh so she God, just literally awful. waited till it got dark. But can I just say? So this was an article in the Metro, and the title was Jamila Jamil's poo story should be applauded as a lesson in self acceptance, oh. which I really enjoyed. I mean, Jamila Jamil is just a lesson in self acceptance, but I really enjoyed that it was titled like that, not you know. Crazy woman shits yeah. herself on Rodeo Drive. Her I Weigh campaign is absolutely fantastic as oh. well. If you don't follow it on Instagram or if you've ever listened to the podcast, I would highly recommend it. It's wonderful. That story reminds me a little bit of um, Jamie Dimitro's sto- poo story about when he auditioned at RADA. I don't know that. I'm not going to spoil it, but if you would like to go and listen to him tell it so wonderfully, uh, do listen to the uh, Jamie Lang uh, and Francis Bull Private Parts podcast, uh, where he talks about him auditioning at RADA and he gets stuck in the toilet with some shit stains. It's very funny. <laughs> very, very funny. Stop what you're doing. Let's talk about pooing. So this is, I would say, my favourite part of the show. <laughs> Definitely mine. Uh, where we read out your amazing turtles that you email into us. Thank you so much for those who have emailed in so far. Evie, what is our turtle of the week? 
we've had a story uh, sent in to us. It says, I was about 17 and with my first boyfriend. He was staying over at mine, my parents' house, and in the morning we were stirring and getting ready to begin the day. We had some lovely morning sex. Sorry, mum and dad. I then got up to pick my outfit from the wardrobe and I was butt naked, squatting on the floor, reaching for some socks. I felt I needed to fart, so I just went right ahead. I hadn't had any tummy rumblings or anything of the sort. I felt confident. I was wrong. To my dismay, I followed through, and a trickle of diarrhoea left my bum and fell onto the carpet. <laughs> I froze. The sound was enough to alert my boyfriend. He sat up to see me squatting nude, having a shit on the floor. He then began hysterically laughing, called my mum into the room and then they both stood there laughing. It was bright yellow. That stays with me the most. Oh, thank you so much for that story. And and brings up an interesting debate on um, trusting your instincts, trusting the farts. Have, have you ever done a trusting fart gone wrong? I've never followed. I've never farted and followed through. Really? No, that I must admit that has never, never happened to me. And I'm very grateful because I actually think there is something that you will start to um, lose trust with yourself. Yeah. I, I certainly felt like that after my horrible Paris incident that we discussed in our first episode. You that, lost trust in yourself. That once, once your body betrays you like that... Mm. There's no going back. Like, I'm scared to fall asleep on public transport in case something happens to me again. Like, I, I cannot tell you how often I Googled what it means to be dreaming about pooing and then follow through. What like, did it say? It just said that, you, like, it didn't say anything. Don't you have had. so many cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get hammered. It just said that you might be stressed about something or you might be stressed about your actual bowels at the time. Which, yeah, which you- I don't think I was. Yeah, I, I, was try, I fucking gave, tried to give you a helping hand you really there. Did, I I, yeah, I really was. I was really stressed <laughs> about my bowels at the time. But I, once you lose that trust with your own body, it's it's tough oh, to come back from that. I've done it so many times. Have you? Oh my god! Yeah, it's the the. I think it's when before, so like if I've had an upset stomach and I felt in order to if I can't get to the toilet I'm like oh maybe if I just fart that will make me feel a bit better yes okay so get some it's sort bef- of it's always before I'm like okay I'll just get some relief and I've been like okay sure, I'm just gonna fart and then I you feel the like sort of, like wetness oh Evie and I've what I've more than once had to go to a toilet um like a public toilet taking my pants off put them in the um sanitary bin and then just crack on commando <gasps> Because what else to do? Does this often, like, have you been eating it's something? Often, like, this is often. So I feel like I'm doing this weekly. Well, you did say this has happened to you many times. Yeah. Maybe I'd say between three should... and seven times. In in what kind of period? A couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> um, few, years. Years, years, years. Okay. I've not done it in the past couple of Are years. Are you now not just scared to... I'm sorry, I hate saying fart. Are you now not scared to pop off? I'm not going to respond to you if you say pop off. So can you say I fluff? Fluff? I had fluff as a kid. Have you done a fluff? No, I don't like that either. What oh. about um, a trump? Pump and trump. Trumpeter. Pump pump it up. <laughs> pump the jam. Trombone. Big brass band. <laughs> Stop saying things. Are you now not scared to pump and trump? Yeah, always. It's always there in the back of my mind. Oh, that's it horrible. It haunts me. That is horrible. It is. Um, yeah, 
Have you ever done that? Please do email us in. Also, please do email us in and let us know what your words are. You know, you know how like families have words like, you know, for example, a lot of um, kids when they're younger girls are called told to call their vulvas their fairies. Yeah, or front bottom. Yeah, or front bottom. But can I just point out, boys get to call it their willy and then we'll do that for the rest of their life. Mm. For girls, you are never given like a... a a scientific word that you would feel comfortable hearing a five-year-old say to you. I don't think Willie's scientific. Though. No, but as in that they will continue, like a grown man might still use the word Willie and oh, people God, wouldn't. really? Do you not think? I'm not, if, if a 40-year-old man said, oh, I've had a bit of a problem with my Willie, I'd be like, are you in year six? Do you think, I'm sorry, um, our producer is nodding at us going, yes, he you would. You say Willie? Yeah. See? Do you? But also, though, if, if a little boy, if a three-year-old said to me when I was working at school and said something like, I need to go to the toilet, my penis hurts, yeah. I wouldn't be like, oh, that's very strange for a little boy to yeah. say that. Whereas if a little girl said to me, um, there's something wrong with my vagina, I'd be like, whoa, who taught you that word? Yeah. Which is mental. We should definitely encourage people to say, and also even vaginas. Vaginas right. technically, well, although if she's saying that like inside. something's inside, but obviously your vulva re- refers to the outer part of the female genitals, mm. which... Even so many women still get wrong. Yeah. Like if I if I was playing football and I got a football kicked, I'd be like, oh, right in the vagina. Yeah. Which is wrong. Because in order for it to be right in the vagina, the, it ball, the ball would have to go inside you. Let's not talk about how many times that's happened. I want to talk about fisting as well, but that's a different day. We'll get to that. Can you just stop pressing about okay. fisting? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so please do email in any of your stories and do you say Willie? Are you 45? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any friends? Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> sake. Uh, and finally, just to say thank you so, so much. It's been fantastic to have everyone's support. We've had lots of messages in to hear some of the things you've all been through. And it's, you know, it's remarkable. Some of the um, things we're seeing on social media, the awareness that people are spreading. And it's just wonderful. Please keep listening. Please rate, review and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Bye.